Welcome to Bloody Mary, a podcast about horror movies and what they mean to us. I'm your host, Kristen Lighty, and tonight I'm very excited to have with us from Los Angeles, California, Samantha Hales. Hey, Samantha, how are you? Hello, I'm great. How are you? Good. I got to say, okay, we haven't met, but I was very excited to have you on the podcast because you are, fr- one, friends with Virginia Jones. Love her. Yeah, so cool. And you run a show called Horror Nerd. I do. It's like my little comedy baby. That sounds so exciting. What is uh, what is Horror Nerd like? So it's a horror themed comedy show. So it is it's stand up. Um, but basically what I do is I'll pick a theme for each show. Like, for example, our show last month was the Child's Play edition. So I asked them to write a whole new set on any horror film where kids are creepy or kids are being attacked by ghosts, you know, poltergeist, obviously child's play, pet cemetery, and all horror material goes. I mean, like if you want to bring in a Freddy joke when it's not a Freddy theme, it's still Freddy, please do it, you know? Mm -hmm. That's exciting. (laughs) It is exciting. So we do it once a month at the Hollywood Improv, which I'm super grateful for because that's my favorite club. I think it's just the best club. So I'm really lucky that they decided to pick up my weird little show and how the how it came about was actually in the pandemic we were all bored right we were all locked oh, yeah. in our houses and couldn't be around other people so I realized well wait a minute I live in Los Angeles all of these iconic horror film locations are right in my neighborhood why am I not just going and driving by the house or taking a picture with it since I have nothing better to do for two years I couldn't work you know, all the clubs were closed. So I would go to these houses, the Nightmare on Elm Street house, the Michael Myers house, um, the Child's Play 2 house. They're all, you know, within 30 miles. And I would just make jokes about the movie in front of the actual house and just kind of roast the killer. Oh, that's amazing. And yeah. listeners, you couldn't see it, but my jaw was like wide open when she was talking <laughs> about going to all these iconic places. That's amazing. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I didn't even think about it until I was like, wait a minute. So if you right off of Sunset and Fairfax, if you make a right on this street, the Nightmare on Elm Street house is there, Nancy's house. If you go one block up and the other side of Sunset Boulevard, there's the Tommy Doyle house and Annie's house and another house that they used in American Horror Story. Like they're all right there. Wow. That is so cool. And does that live online somewhere where people can watch it now? So I, they're just, it's on my social media. Um, uh, my Instagram is at the Samantha Hale, H A L E. That's originally where I was just posting it. And I got such good feedback from it. And people were asking me to do a tour. They're like, Ooh, do the poltergeist house next. And funny thing about poltergeist is I didn't realize it until I went back just a few years ago. I lived in Simi Valley for 10 years. I lived five minutes from the poltergeist house when I was a kid walked past the street every day had no idea whoa that's wild (laughs) I know it's just crazy but so that just gave me this idea of oh horror themed comedy I'm a comic so let me keep writing this material and then I initially pitched it as like a travel series and, and I got close and I was hoping that different networks might be interested or pick it up. But I kept getting the same reaction, which is this is so interesting. It's so funny. It's so outside of the box. But because it's so outside of the box, we don't know what to do with it. Mm. So, yeah. So in the meantime, when the club started opening up again, I heard that they were accepting new shows in the lab at the improv. They tend to do more themed, like kind of fun shows in the, in the lab. And I thought, let me give this a go and pitch it. And they they loved it. So we've been doing it there for a year and a half now. 
Oh, I can't wait to come see it. I'm really uh, thrilled by that premise. What has your favorite theme been that you've seen comics work with? Oh, that's such a good question. So because we've been doing it a year and a half, like I started with the obvious, okay, slashers, uh, zombies, ghosts, vampires, I kind of did all the big ones. And now I'm trying to get more creative. (laughs) I'm trying to get into like the sub genres, you know, like 80s, or uh, I I did one called the teen scream edition, where it was just any movie where teenagers get massacred. (laughs) 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 Which I thought, who doesn't want to see that? And this next month coming up, up on May 19th, we're doing the Evil Dead edition, which oh, I nice. figured, yeah, the new movie's coming out. And I just figured anything dead that that's trying to get you, like ghosts, demons, vampires, anything that's come back to life or should be dead but isn't, like Michael Myers and Jason Voorhees, how many times have they been killed and they keep coming back? So <laughs> they count. <laughs> they absolutely count, you know? Oh, nice. Well, that sounds really fun. And like such a fun creative outlet for a comic too. Yes. Truly. So obviously you love horror, but did you always love horror? What's your relationship to the genre been kind of like as you grew up? Was it always like from day one, you knew you loved it? Absolutely. Well, yes and no. I, it was a, it was a, a love this, but I'm also terrified situation. When I was eight, uh, my dad decided I was ready to watch Stephen King's It. and not a great idea dad not the best and it gave me night terrors for probably the next six years I would say yeah it really severely I was not ready for Tim Curry because he's stunningly brilliant (laughs) right not ready for that yeah um and I would try it like I would maybe wait a year and then I try to watch it again and then I'd have nightmares for another two years I would wait another year and have another nightmare for three months and then I kept doing that until I was I don't know maybe 12 13 and the last time that could we swear on this podcast oh yeah yeah okay Swears, spoilers all of it Fantastic. The last time that I watched it, I, w- I was watching it. I was like, you fucking clown. You ruined my life. I will fucking kick your ass. I was screaming. I was so mad. It was like my, I'm going to take my power back moment. It was my reclaiming my time moment. Mm, and yeah. Um, yeah, but but in the meantime, I was watching everything else. Uh, my dad, you know, um, single parent, but my parents split when I was young. And so my dad was like, well, let's let her watch whatever she wants. And so it was all horror and Arnold Schwarzenegger. And that's all I grew up with. Oh, that's so funny. My parents split young as well. And my grandpa would babysit me a lot. He had a video store and I too got to watch whatever I wanted. (laughs) Oh, a good old grandpa. Yeah. Gotta love that free range parenting. You know, know, it was my favorite though. And I watched it on a loop and it was like our big Friday night with my dad would take me to the video store. We would rent this movie and then we would go to 7-Eleven and get grandma's chocolate cookies. And that was my most highlight is the best night of the week Abbott and Costello meet Frankenstein oh I don't think I've seen that one but good because you have Dracula you have the Wolfman Frankenstein the Invisible they're all in one movie and that's more like funny right yeah it's silly I mean the monsters are still very serious in it but it's Abbott and Costello so yeah yeah, oh that sounds like a lovely tradition that sounds really fun Yeah. So I actually, um, I just shot my second hour special and it's called Horror Nerd and it's an hour of my relationship with horror, basically. That's amazing. What a perfect guest to have on. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, I know, right? So as soon as I have any more information, about it, it's it's still being edited. Um, we're not quite at the final cut yet, but we're close. We're super close, and I'm very excited and and proud 
to uh, to have done this. And I shot it with my friend Tom Dolby, who's an amazing filmmaker and director. And I'm just I cannot wait to see what he does with it. Yeah, man, that's exciting. That'll be fun to watch. I, I have to say, I love comedy where I have things in common with the comedian. So I have to say, like, that'll be on the top of my list to watch once it comes out. That's our evil plan is there's this whole group, <laughs> all of us weirdo kids. And I say that with utmost love and respect, like our community of horror and, and maybe we're, I don't know, we're all, we all grew up the weird kids. Now this is, this, this is family. Like this is who I want to watch this. They will understand why I love it so much. Hell so, yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, the way I was describing it to Tom, I was like, I want people to walk into this, this set, walk into this room and feel like, oh yeah, these are my people. I belong here. Yeah. Oh, that's such a nice feeling. I uh, well, like five years ago, I moved back to my hometown to work for the teachers union. But I did have that feeling of like reconnecting with all my old friends and like friends I went to punk shows with. And it's like such a a good home feeling, you know, so yeah, I love that. That's exciting. You know, that chosen family. Exactly. Which is so important to me. Like chosen family is everything to me. Mm hmm. Well, speaking of which, uh, for us tonight to talk about, Samantha has chosen the 1978 classic Halloween, and I would be absolutely shocked if any of the listeners have not seen this movie, but as you know, on Bloody Mary, we go full spoilers, so if you haven't seen it, you're you're missing out on a whole lifetime of movies here. (laughs) Spoiler a lot. A lot of babysitters don't do so well. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) in a nutshell. Yeah. Uh, So, of course, Halloween is the classic tale of Michael Myers, who, as a child, murders his sister and then comes back to seek revenge on the babysitters of Haddonfield. (laughs) And um, Jamie Lee Curtis, Laurie Stroud, the ultimate final girl, fights back. And it is their legacy that continues from there. I got to say, I'm shocked no one has picked this movie. Same. I just assumed when you asked which movie, I'm like, well, I'm going to say Halloween, but clearly that's already been done. So I think I even sent you some backups figuring someone's already taken Halloween for sure. Yeah. And I was like, nope, let's do it. I was shocked. Maybe because everybody else assumed that someone else had already taken it. Oh, maybe. Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah. Like I would assume, okay, Halloween, Nightmare on Elm Street, Friday the 13th. Those are probably all done. I would imagine. Actually, no one has done Friday the 13th at all. I know. Okay, well, part two, I guess I'll be back. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) which is also insulting because Jason is my favorite person to dress as for Halloween, always. You don't even have to do your makeup. I know. I I love a hockey mask. I know. It's so easy. I have some good Jason stories, too. Oh, nice. Uh, So what made you pick Halloween? You know, it's hard to describe why, but Halloween, and I have a joke about this in the special, Halloween was the first movie that truly just sucked me in and mesmerized me and just, I was in it the whole time. Every single scene was fascinating to me. Like there was no, I never got distracted. I never thought, oh, I don't know. They could have done, it was, it's just so great. And pure, I mean, considering the budget that they had, which was nothing, what they were able to do, the mood. I mean, I love the the way that there's wind in the trees, the way it's set on Halloween. I just love it. I love it so much. And it's, and it's, I love that it's also, I know it wasn't the very first film, but to have that point of view from the killer and to hear him breathing through the mask, mm-hmm. that's so genius. That's so freaking cool. And the fact that it's a William Shatner mask makes it even funnier. <laughs> Yes. You know, 
Um, yeah, I just, I don't, and I, and it's, they shot it, you know, Pasadena is not far from me. I just, I love the city of Pasadena. So now it's bonus points. I can go walk around the actual house. That's you know, so the actual cool. neighborhood, the hedge. We've all done the, the hedge and the, you know, the multiple houses. All the, It's, I don't know. I just, Michael's my dude. He's always been my guy. <laughs> I got to say, my neighbor was having her tree uh, branches trimmed. And there was this guy outside. It was after I rewatched the movie again. And then it, it looked like he was just staring at me from behind yeah. the tree. But he was actually like looking at the branches to cut down. But like I looked at him and then he like went behind the tree and I was like, oh, shit. <laughs> oh, I would have loved that. I would have been so happy. <laughs> Yeah, it was. Uh, I laughed about it afterwards, but in the moment, I was like, "Oh God!" <laughs> <laughs> I might have to call my gardener. Be like, "Hey, can you stand by my bush with me? Figure out a little bit. That could be fun." He would <laughs> like, "What is wrong with you?" <laughs> Just you know, tip extra. That's fine. Sure. You know. Yeah, I think, you know, watching this when I was a kid, it was very tantalizing to me to see like teenage girls on screen and having so much dialogue together and kind of like getting to see into their lives of like, you know, talking about boys and doing yeah. drugs. It felt oh like hot. Yeah. yeah. Sassy. And, you know, one of the one of my favorite lines, hey, jerk, speed kills. Just like <laughs> such a great cat. And they all had different such different personalities. Which I love because that's how how friend groups in high school are like there's there's kind of the smart one, Lori, you know, there's kind of like the let's have fun and play around, you know, PJ Souls played that beautifully, Mm -hmm. Um, you know, and then like the sassy sheriff's daughter. Who's just like, oh, dad, we all relate to that. Dad, I'm trying to smoke this weed. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. Oh, so fun question. In high school, what do you think your character type would have been? Oh, good question. Um, I don't know. I guess of the three of those, I would have probably been more of a Laurie Strode. I think mm. I wasn't like the definitely not the cheerleader. Definitely not. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe not quite as sassy as Annie was, but I am now. I'd be more of that now. Mm-hmm. But as a kid, I was kind of like tried to do well in school, kind of the nice one of the group. I was always the nice one of the group of friends. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I could see yeah. That. Gross. I know. <laughs> <laughs> but I would have survived, but I would have made it to the end of the movie. So, yeah, okay. that's important. Getting out alive. That's that's the best part. So what themes jumped out at you in Halloween? Hmm. Good question. I know that this has probably been analyzed many times. I mean, obviously, I mean, you know, there's the horror classics of don't have sex, you'll live. Um, (laughs) You know, I saw this interview with John Carpenter many years ago, and I don't think he was talking about Halloween specifically, but he was like, you know, I made these movies with teenagers having sex and then everybody got murdered. And the message people took away was don't have sex. But I didn't mean that. (laughs) (laughs) I know, like men can't like slut shaming in any way or saying that it's but that's the most that that's the most counter counterintuitive idea that a man can have to make a woman feel bad about being sexual that makes zero sense truly I, know. Yeah. I have never understood that either no 
I don't get that. But I think what I'm really fascinated by is, I don't know if it's a theme, but more the question of, is Michael pure evil? Is he human or is he just, because the way that Loomis describes him, like the blackest eyes and there was just like, there's just nothing going on. So interesting. But technically he's born human, right? So then how did, what went wrong? And, ah, uh, you know, and to, and to have, he was what? five or six when he killed Judith. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's, that's, you're just born uh, evil. Like, I don't know. I don't know many five or six year olds who would do that. Cause it's the question, nature versus nurture, mm-hmm. um, which I thought was interesting. How in Rob Zombie's version, did you see zombies Halloween? I didn't watch zombies one. That's okay. He kind of gave it more backstory on how Michael had a really horrible childhood and how his mom was a stripper and his stepdad or dad was like abusive so it gave a little bit more of why Michael turned out the way he turned out but I kind of like the original version where you're just like whoa wait what this kid what is happening and there's no I like that there's no explanation for it yeah I I think that makes it a lot scarier it does it does and a lot of it I love that it's not a bloody film it's all psychological it's all you don't see blood spurts and craziness I mean you see you know him with the knife of course but it's not gory and horrific it's it's just like in your mind and I think sometimes because sometimes I'm not necessarily like gore horror and, and body horror is not my favorite genre and I know people love it but I it's not my thing I don't need to see an eyeball getting ripped from a socket I don't I I can imagine that just fine, you know, yeah. in the psychological, uh, why the killers are doing what they're doing, uh, the paranormal element of it. Is it demonic? Is it pure evil? You know, I'm more into that. So I think that's why I really love that it's not super bloody and gross. Me too. I think what your own imagination can come up with when you're trying to go to sleep is way scarier than anything yeah. that it would show yeah. you. <laughs> I'm a woman. I live in my head. Trust me, it's worse <laughs> up here than anything. I, I gotta I gotta admit, rewatching this, I was like, oh, I think one of the themes is this is just what it's like to be a woman. Yeah, <laughs> this is just what you never know. I mean, some got but it's true though. I mean, when when we walk down the street, I mean the kind of the ongoing joke but it's not funny when we leave the club late at night well let's hope we make it to the car today yeah you know it's fucked up but it is something that we have to deal with and it is something that you know like and like a teenager would if a teenager is home alone if a home invader comes in you're that's terrifying yeah you know so and then let alone you have a it's a family member with a <laughs> obsession with his sister what that's just the plot thickens yeah which also brings up are you pro Lori and Michael being brother and sister or how do, how do you feel about that plot twist which like oh. one timeline completely ignores but right that's a thing that also is a lot about Halloween it depends on which timeline you're following um I actually love all of the Halloween movies except for well, I'm gonna say I just I pretend that resurrection didn't happen <laughs> we just don't talk about that one like yeah, we, I don't have to. <laughs> we don't have to let's just I'm sorry but mm, I even I love Halloween 3 I love it and I realized that it should have been probably titled something else because people were like where's Michael but mm. I still love that movie I don't care I kind of enjoy it I'm actually here for it because if there's something going on in his head where he had to kill his whole family when he finds out that Lori's like he's like okay well I guess this gives me something to do. (laughs) Yeah, I think it makes one 
make more sense, right? As he's like targeted in on Lori. But then it's also the idea of, is it scarier that he's just randomly killing? Yeah, that, that is a very fair point. I think at first, I think it, okay, sometimes with these franchises, it's just blind, like, whoa, why is this person killing all these people? What's going on? And that's exciting. But mm-hmm. when you have a couple of those movies, that they, they tend to to give more exposition, more backstory of, okay, this is, the, 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 the killer tends to be more of a, I don't want to say well-rounded because that's not the right word, but, you know, like more of a developed character. of More dynamic oh, killer. More dynamic. <laughs> like, you know, on Friday the 13th, oh, well, shit, he's really mad about his mom. Okay, got it. You know, but we didn't know what was happening in the first one. So, mm-hmm. and also I truly, I really very much enjoy the 2018 and the newer ones. I really like them a lot. And I know some people are not into, they did not like Halloween ends. I actually loved it. I realized I'm in the minority, but I really? thought- what did you, what did you love about it? I loved how dark it was. And I liked how it was more about the psychological aftermath of, okay, so Lori's been living this way for so long and then he comes back and then she thinks she takes care of it. But, but obviously that has an effect on her and her relationship with her granddaughter. The mother's gone at that point. So there's, it was so low. And then to to see what it did to, oh my gosh, why am I forgetting the granddaughter's name? You can just say granddaughter. Granddaughter. I, for, I forget her <laughs> name. I'm a terrible person. I forgot it too. Um, I actually, and I really like the actress who, who played her, but I like that she was battling with this while everyone, the whole community looks at me weird. I can't relate to anyone. I'm now the girl who Michael Myers killed mom. Like it was like, she's, she's now living at her teenage uh, time of her life. What Laurie Strode had to deal with when she oh. was first. So it's like Lori's trying to help her having been through it herself. But you know, when you're a teenager, you don't really listen to your mom or your grandparents. Like, and so when, when that kind of love story happened where she falls for this guy who winds up being psychotic as well, I don't know. I just loved the, how gritty and dark it was and how, I don't know if maybe part of me related to her because when you've gone through some shit in your life, you tend to gravitate towards kind of darker brooding guys. And then sometimes you realize, oh no, they're actually really bad. Stay away from them. <laughs> um, I, I don't know been, anything about that. <laughs> I, you know, so, cause I've been through a few of those guys. Um, luckily no serial killers that I know of, <laughs> fingers crossed. Um, mm-hmm. But it was just really, I loved the, the psychological element of it. And I thought that it was a front, it was more about like, and I don't know if it almost had a, a little bit of a feminist spin on it of like, these are two super strong women who were battling some really dark shit and trying to do their best and trying to also find love and trying to also move on with their life and have a relationship with each other. I, I liked it. I loved the 2018 Halloween like so good, that, right? that felt like closure. It felt so good. So healing. Like, yes. <laughs> uh, yeah. And then Halloween ends. I feel like that got a little January 6th for me. Like, um, yeah, I can see. I mean, yes, I will agree with you. Having two killers was a little, I wasn't thrilled with that at first. I kind of grew to appreciate it, but I might like Halloween kills more than Halloween ends, but I still I do love too. Halloween ends. Yeah. Ah, yeah. Just all the old white men screaming, we're going to take back our town. Oh. I was like, <laughs> I know. Oh my God. And when the, when the, the, the hope, the mental patient winds up getting killed, that like broke my heart. I was like, this oh. poor guy. Oh my yeah. God. So that was sad. brutal. It was, I actually fast forward through that scene. Like it just tugs on my heart. I just feel so bad for this guy. He looks so scared. Yeah. It really did a great job showing the terror of mob mentality, though. Yes. 
That's exactly what it was. Uh, yeah. I, I have to rewatch kills, Halloween kills. Yeah. And I love all the, all the, the nods to the original that they put in there. And I feel like it, like true Halloween fans notice little like, oh, that's oh, interesting. Like when when the granddaughter's in the uh, in the classroom and she looks out the window and now it's Lori peering outside and disappearing. I was like, wow, that was a full circle moment. Yeah. My my favorite part of that movie is there's a scene where Michael and Lori are both outside and they don't realize they're both staring up into the window of the kids and they're both yeah. like just creepily in the lot. <laughs> like, yeah. oh, Lori's become yeah. Michael. <laughs> right. I love the psychology of like, how has this affected Lori over the years? How has it turned her into, I don't want to say a killer herself, but she's ready to kill Michael. Like she's trained, you know, mm-hmm. She now she's now the hunter. Yeah. And, you know, in first like glancing and thinking about her timeline, my ultimate thought was, come on, Lori, get over it. But Mm -hmm. I've lived through something so traumatic and been in a room full of my murdered friends. So I got to admit that probably would stay with you. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, I would think so. So it did feel like Michael has this obsession with returning home. And I'm just curious because it it doesn't feel like there were any good memories there. So why do you think he just like constantly is obsessed with returning to home? Well, that's where Lori is. And I think that's what, where he knows to go. Mm. Where else is he going to go to find Lori? If Lori's not there, then, then hopefully, I mean, that also begs the question of how much thought process does this guy have? How much planning is this pure evil? You know, I mean, they don't even call him like he's, he's credited as the shape, you know, (laughs) he's not even a human. He's just the shape. So how much planning and forethought does the shape have other than I'm going back to what I know? I didn't finish the job in this location. So if I go back to that location, she's going to be there. You know, I mean, but also there would be no movie if Lori was like, well, cool, I'm moving to Switzerland and (laughs) burning my passport. Like Michael's not going to get on, you know, that blue. So (laughs) probably wouldn't be a movie there. But I think like Haddonfield is also a character in the film. Oh, so you can't about that. Yeah, it's not the same without Haddonfield that the fall vibes. I mean, I'm a huge Halloween like the holiday person in general. So I think that's maybe why I love the movie so much is because it takes place in my favorite time of year. Um, the way the leaves are falling from the trees, the way the wind is in the trees, the houses are decorated, the kids are trick-or-treating. That just makes my heart happy. Mm-hmm. So if you're going to add a super great character and make a whole movie that happens to be revolving around that time, then that's a bonus points for me, you know? Yeah. Where did you grow up? I grew up in LA. Okay. Because that was... I grew up here in Wisconsin and seeing the film, it felt like it could be anywhere. Yes. And that's just kind of beautiful about it. Like it was spooky for everyone. Yeah. Yeah. It was kind of, yeah, it wasn't so obviously, oh, that's clearly this or that's clearly this city. Um, And there are, so those couple neighborhoods in LA where in Pasadena, where they filmed the movies, those couple neighborhoods have that vibe of it could be East coast, but not necessarily. It could be Midwest. It could be West. Coast. Like the way these neighborhoods are, I don't know. There, there's something about them that it's not obvious. Mm. So they film a lot of stuff in these, these few neighborhoods. That's sneaky. I know. right? <laughs> so I noticed also in Halloween, Michael is uh, frequently around children, never murders children. Why do you think that is? 
Um, you know, <laughs> you know, it's terrible is I would have less of a problem with that. I'm still mad at him for killing the German shepherd. I'm not going to lie. I'm not, I'm not thrilled about that. But in, I think, what was it like Halloween four or five? There was a Doberman in in it and he did not kill the Doberman. I'm like, okay, they've learned. People don't like that. Yeah. <laughs> People get very upset. I have, I, there's a, I don't know if you can see him. There's a Doberman behind oh, me. What's that's, their name? That's Raphael. He's named after the Ninja Turtle. Oh, Raphael's <laughs> yeah. very cute. <laughs> so I would have a real hard time if Michael got Adobe, um, but he did it. Yay. He spared him. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. Well, I mean, Judith was a kid. I mean, teenagers are technically kids. I don't know. That's a hard sell. People just kind of, I don't know. But now I'm thinking, well, why was it okay when it killed Georgie? And like everyone is still on board with that. And Georgie was adorable. Yeah. So I've noticed that like anytime you watch a Stephen King movie, the cutest child will die. Oh, yeah. Gay (laughs) pet cemetery hit by a truck. Um, yeah, that's a good question, though. I never really thought about it. But I'm glad that he didn't kill the kid. He tried. Well, no, I mean, I guess if he really wanted to kill Lindsay and Tommy, he probably could have. But yeah. I think- <laughs> they were like running down the street at two miles an hour, like, ah! yeah, and, and kids <laughs> even run into him and look up and he lets them go. Yeah, um, maybe it's just because he he's on such a mission to get Lori. And he doesn't think the kids will get in his way. Whereas her other friends who were her age would get in the way. So he's got to take them out. I don't know if that's part of it. Strategy. Could be strategy. But so here's a fun story, though, speaking of kids and Halloween. Um, So a few years ago, I went over to my bank. There's a Wells Fargo up the street from my house. And I go in and I was opening up a new account. I had to take out a loan for something. And they're like, okay, well, yeah, we're going to set you up with Mickey. He'll he'll get you. He'll answer all your questions. So I go into this office. I sit down. I'm talking to this guy. And he's really funny and charming and just a really fun guy. And we're just kind of shooting the shit even more so than we are actually setting up the account. And somehow scary movies get brought up. And I say, well, Halloween, that's that's my thing. I'm 100% Halloween. That's my franchise. That Michael's my guy. And he's like, oh, yeah, cool. Uh, I was in that movie. I said, huh? I'm sorry? What? What? <laughs> said, yeah, yeah. I, I was in that movie when I was a kid. And my dad is one of the producers. I said, what the hell? He said, yeah, my dad is Erwin Yablons. Uh, and his name's Mickey Yablons. And I said, well, wait a minute. What? Who did you, who did you play? He said, okay, do you remember in the beginning when all the kids are harassing Tommy and they say, the boogeyman's going to get you. And they knock the pumpkin out of his hand. He's one of those kids. His name's <laughs> one Boogie. of those boys. He was one of those little boogers <laughs> that knocked the pumpkin out of his hand. Wow. That's cool. Such a um, small world. Yeah. Honestly, if I, that was me, that'd be the first story that came out of my mouth with everyone I met. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I know. It was very, uh, very exciting. I'm not going to lie. I was, I was uh, pretty, pretty excited about that. And then the next week, next time I saw him, he brought in some some signed comic books that his dad, that Irwin signed for me. And, and he signed it. Hey, jerk speed kills, which was <laughs> that's awesome. <laughs> yeah. So I'm super proud of that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Another thing about Mickey. So here's a fun story also. So I'm a huge like convention person. I love going to the horror conventions, Monster Palooza, Midsummer Scream, which I'm very, very excited. And and I'm pretty sure I think it's going to happen. I've been talking to Midsummer Scream about bringing Horror Nerd as a panel to the convention. That's so cool. Yeah. 
which I'm super excited about. Um, David and Claire, who run it, they they came to the show at the Improv last month and they loved it. And um, they run this other event called Spooky Swap Meet in LA. What is and that? It's all these vendors come together, different artists and collectibles and old props and makeup artists. And, and they did it in Heritage Square which is close to downtown. And it's this these old vintage houses, like Victorian houses that are supposedly haunted as shit as well. Oh, that um, sounds fun. Yeah, so I'm, I'm, I'm really excited about that. But I love going to this convention. So last year, I finally, finally got to go to one where Nick Castle was going to be there, who was the original shape from the Ooh. movie. And I was like, I've got to meet this guy, whatever. I'll, I'll buy the $50 poster just so I can meet him. <laughs> I don't even care. I've, I've, I've got to meet this guy just so I can say I met Michael Myers. And I I walked right up and I told him about the show. And I was like, hey, I'm doing this show and uh, I'm going to make fun of you in it. He's like, oh, okay, cool. He was so nice. And then I said, hey, um, here's a fun story. Do you, so you, you know Mickey, you blondes. He's like, yeah, Mickey. And I told him the story. And he was like, wait, what? what bit I should go to it was <laughs> yeah it was fun so then the next day I I, I text uh Mickey and I was like you're never gonna believe who I just told the story to oh that's so cool yeah it was a cool it was a really cool moment he could not have been nicer very sweet oh that's nice that's very cool to meet people and the reciprocation yeah. is nice that's I've had yeah. it on the other end where you meet people and it's like oh I wish I, I hadn't know. done that sometimes <laughs> I say don't meet your heroes and yeah we've all maybe had some bad experiences but mm-hmm. mostly mostly they're good do you know who also is cool as fuck and I love him so much is Kane Hodder who played Jason Ooh. oh god Kane's amazing I have some funny Kane stories too oh sure. nice yeah. Yeah. He's great. He's super great. Wow. That's very cool. I was curious growing up in LA, did you have like urban legends or, or anything like, or cause like Green Bay or uh, LA is so massive. I don't know. I mean, I mean, I guess you didn't have urban legends. You just had the real thing, right? Like the Zodiac killer and the, <laughs> the actual night stalker. I mean, <laughs> you know? Yeah. I mean, it's, I will say this. So I'm a true crime fan as well, which is, fucked up to say I'm a fan of true crime that's terrible but also I'm just fascinated by it and so I do watch a lot of uh, documentaries and it's kind of shocking how many times I'll just put something on and be like oh that was Los Angeles that was Los Angeles that was just outside of LA that was that was that was Northern California oh my god they were all here oh my god I mean mm-hmm. so I live in the West Valley in the West San Fernando Valley so I'm maybe 15 minutes from Spawn Ranch where Manson mm. was with the family wow. yeah I mean, and the cave is still there and yeah, it's, it's, it's wild to be like, oh my goodness, I was alive when the Night Stalker was here. Oh my God. I mean, I can drive down, I've drive past the Cecil Hotel all the time where he stayed and uh, just, yeah, it's pretty mind blowing. So we had some real boogeyman here. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. That would, that would be an interesting tour as well. Oh gosh. Yeah. They definitely do the tours. And I've been to a lot of those locations just to, just out of curiosity of like, wow, oh my God, all of this happened right here. Wow. And the building is still here. What I don't want to use the word favorite, but what do you, <laughs> what's been the most interesting site you've been to? Of true crime houses or, or... Yeah, true crime or horror or anything. Um... What's your favorite? <laughs> I mean, the Cecil Hotel was really quite interesting, for sure, because that's what American Horror Story Hotel is based off of. 
Oh, and that was and, my favorite season. Yeah, it was a great season. That's all inspired by that hotel and all of the, those actual like suicides, murders that all happened there. This was just insane, which begs the question of God, is it like a portal to hell? Because some really <laughs> messed up stuff happened. They're really, really scary, horrible stuff. Um, and then, of course, the super tragic story of Elisa Lamb. I don't know if you've watched that. I don't think I know that one. That was really tragic. Um, she, a young student was there visiting from Canada, I believe, and she went missing. And there were all these theories of, was it some sort of paranormal thing? Was it this? Was it that? Um, and unfortunately, they did find her body in the water tank on the roof. I did see that one. That was crazy. Yeah. So pretty, pretty, I don't know. I mean, it puts things in perspective when you see these places. And like, not long ago, I was in the neighborhood. Uh, it's like close in Laurel Canyon and the Wonderland Murders house is up there. And when you drive past that, it's just, it's so different, true crime versus horror, because true crime, these are real people. These are innocent victims who lost their lives and who went through hell. And it's just heartbreaking and terrifying. Um, With horror, it's a little safer to watch because like Freddie's not real and Michael's Mm -hmm. not real, but Richard Ramirez is, and Charles Manson is, those are real people that did real things. So it just, it, it feels different. Yeah. Yeah. There's a lot more seriousness to it. Um, Yeah. But one of my, uh, but I will say the murder house from American Horror Story season one, that building's beautiful. Oh, I would like to see that. Oh gosh. Yeah. Any time of day that you're there guaranteed a a car full of goth kids is going to pull up and they're all going to get out and take their pictures. Like every time that I've driven past it and maybe just gone to like just kind of sit with it for a minute or get a new picture. There's always people. But right up the street from that, maybe 10 minutes up the road, uh, the Insidious house is there. And I love that house. That one might be my favorite. Oh, wow. I didn't realize that that was an actual location. Uh Yeah. Yeah. There's an entire neighborhood that it's just all these Victorian style houses and they're all in great shape and it's a very nice neighborhood. It's just such a, and the house, it looks exactly the way it is in the movie. Man, I got to plan a vacation. <laughs> I know. I will take you. I'm so happy to take you to all these places. Oh, where they all are. It's recorded. I got it. Yeah. <laughs> that would be very fun. <laughs> yeah. You can go to the magic store from the craft. That's, that's in Hollywood, too. I mean, the Baby Jane house, whatever happened to Baby Jane, that's there. They're all they're all around. Have you gone to see movies at Hollywood Forever? Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. I saw Halloween there, actually, for my birthday one year. What a birthday. That's amazing. Yeah. That yeah. That's on my bucket list. That just seems so fun. That was super fun. And there was like a personalized message. Jamie Lee Curtis recorded a, a personalized message just for that event, which was nice. Oh, I love her. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, she's so great. Yeah. So what were your favorite parts of Halloween? Oh, such a good question. I mean, it's genuinely one of those movies where the whole thing is good. I'm fascinated mm-hmm. by all of it. I, I love seeing him through the sheets. Oh, yeah. That like, oh, did you, did you, oh, is it, is it? Because that buildup of, wait a minute, am I going crazy? Am I losing my mind? Should I be more concerned? Should I do something about this? I think there's a guy following me, but I'm not 100% sure. That's pretty iconic. And of course, like coming out of the hedge. I mean, mm, yeah, that's so great. The I mean, the closet scene is terrifying. Mm-hmm. Also seems super good with the hangers. I don't know why I can't get the the image of the hangers out of my head. Oh yeah, that's brutal. And the knitting needle, just uh huh, yeah. And then of course 
you know, when he's in the background and he just shoots right back up. And that's when you realize you're not going to kill this guy. Oh man, this is not a regular guy. Something yeah. He kind of sat up like Bella Lugosi, like very <laughs> the way he was so like rigid, like a vampire coming out of his coffin. Like, mm-hmm. you know, if, if he were human, you would have to kind of fumble around a little bit, maybe get get up. Maybe your knees wouldn't move so fast or you'd like hold a wound. No, nope, none of that. Just I'm back. <laughs> Buckle mm-hmm. up, bitch. I'm coming back, you know? Yeah. Just relentless. Yeah. Yeah, I think uh, my favorite part was when he kills Bob, but then he comes in wearing a sheet and Bob's glasses. Yeah, (laughs) yeah, I almost got a tattoo of that. I almost did. I wound up getting this like just a regular kind of ghost with a jack-o'-lantern. Oh, nice. My original plan was like, should I? Poor Bob, should I? But then I I think you should. I might have to get another one. I don't know. I might. Mm-hmm. That it was just so silly and kind of playful. It was like, huh, maybe Michael is childlike. You know? Maybe, yeah. I, you know, that's a good question. Of like, what? Why did he take that extra moment to put the glasses on and then just let her think it was Bob for a second? Like, mm-hmm. clearly, he's not trying to get her to like flash him. He doesn't care about that, right? So, what was his? What was his motivation? That's a good question. Yeah. Also, I have to give kudos to his upper body strength to get a a gravestone on the bed. (laughs) I know. Oh, I know. Right. Mm -hmm. Yeah. There's this store in Burbank. There's a bunch of really cool stores. Um, One of them is called Halloween Town and it's all Halloween themed stuff open year round. I think Rob Zombie may have owned it or been involved at some point. Um, Then there's another store up the street that has, it's called Blast from the Past, and it has all of his horror memorabilia and props. And there's a huge Judith Myers headstone there. It's like $150. And I'm like, I don't need that. But oh my God, do I want it? Make a good lawn ornament. (laughs) It would. It would. I mean, it's pretty massive. I might have to just buy it for the show and just reuse it every time. I don't mm-hmm. know. It does feel like Halloween is kind of an homage to babysitters. Did you uh, did you have a cool babysitter when you were younger? I did not. I was kind of a nightmare kid to babysit because <laughs> I remember being an asshole to a few babysitters. I definitely remember that thinking like, oh, my mom's going to be gone for three hours and now I'm going to have to this this girl's going to tell me what to do. And oh, I would throw fits. I was such a brat. I didn't like it. <laughs> At all. Had I had seen Halloween at that point, you bet your ass I would have been like, Michael's coming. I would have been <laughs> I would have been that kid. Like, who's the kid? Isn't there? Oh, like, you know, in Halloween uh, ends, that kid at the beginning is like the douchiest of douche kids. And then he winds up getting killed. Oh, and that falls. The one that like that. <gasps> yeah. Like, oh, yeah. Yeah. I would have been that kid. I would have been <laughs> so annoyed. I would have. Like, if I would have been thrown down some stairs, I would have deserved it, I think. <laughs> really, I did not. You recognize it. That's good. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, they were. I think maybe my parents realized, okay, <laughs> we have to really make it. It has to be important if we're getting a babysitter because it's not going to go well. <laughs> yeah. I had a, a few babysitters that were very much like Linda. And uh, I remember distinctly feeling like I'm not safe. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah. I was like, why am I smarter than you? This is bad. No. <laughs> yeah, I feel you on that. Yeah, but we, we both made it out alive. So that's the important part. Yeah, so we're doing okay. Mm-hmm. Do you have any uh, final thoughts, final closing thoughts on Halloween? Final girl thoughts on Halloween? 
Oh, yes. <laughs> yeah. Good play. It's, oh, I don't know. I'm like, what, how do you, it's just, it's never, it's never going to stop. Like, first of all, Michael Myers is a cash cow. They're never going to let that go. I really want to know how it's going to go. Cause it seems like Jamie Lee might actually be done, done. I don't know? know. I feel like we've heard that before. But it is kind of like the share final tour of like, how many final tours are you going to have, girl? You mm-hmm. know, maybe she'll <laughs> be back. I feel like she might maybe do some sort of cameo in in some future version of, of another Halloween movie. You know, it was weird at first how they said, okay, so with the 2018, you're just going to pretend like none of the other movies existed. Nothing, none of it happened. It's just from, from the original to now. And I wonder what else, if they might do something else like that with other franchises as well that could be interesting so maybe halloween is kind of setting the precedent of okay maybe now these other franchises are going to do something like that that could be fun oh that would be i'd watch that right we would watch you know we would watch all of them Mm -hmm. Um, honestly jamie lee curtis coming back i'm my priority is on season three of scream queens i loved that show so much i love that show (laughs) i watched every episode of that too that show was so much fun. It was so ridiculous and so irreverent. I loved it. I, I've it rewatched it a million times. Me too. It's so yeah. silly and fun. It's so good. It's so good. But also, I feel like we have to, before we finish here, acknowledge how incredible the music is. How the score. Oh, yeah. How that's another character in that film. Like that music, everyone knows exactly what that means. It's My- and I think it's more iconic than the other franchises, really. I mean, you wouldn't you I mean, there is the one two Freddy's coming for you. I guess people would recognize that, but it's just I think it's the best of all of the the scores. I really do. I agree. And it's it's like hauntingly simplistic, uh, but it also has a good beat, you know. Like my, like Jaws. Like yes. Jaws, it's not complicated at all. You pick up a cello, it's like, what, three notes? But it's so effective the way they do it. My boyfriend has a ringtone. It's for his wake-up alarm, and it sounds like the Halloween theme. And like yeah. the first time I heard it, I was like... I've had uh, that before. Currently, <laughs> I've got the Walking Dead theme as my ringer. <laughs> time to wake up. Basically, wake up or die. <laughs> That is a good motivator. I like that, actually. (laughs) What would you like people to know about? What are you working on? Um, I mean, Horror Nerd. That's my big project. That's what I'm hoping. That's my entire direction as a comic. My goal is to be a horror host. That's very specifically what I want to do. And probably the greatest thing that anyone could have ever said to me not long ago was, do you know Dana Gould? Mm-hmm. Yeah, Dana, I adore him. I think he's fucking phenomenal. And he's actually doing my show this month. He does Ooh. it whenever he's in town. He'll be like, sure, let's nerd out. He's just the nicest person. And the other day, he I'm friends with his assistant, Candace, as well. And Candace was like, hey, do you know what Dana said today? Dana said that he thinks you could be the next vampire. <gasps> and I about shit myself. That's amazing. I was I, coming from him. That means everything. And he was actually quite close with her. He was very, very close with her, especially towards the end of, of her life. He, oh, he wow. really jumped in and took care of her. And it was really cool because he organized a um, 100th birthday party for her at Hollywood Forever, where she's buried. And it was such a great moment where some family members turned out, people told stories. And yeah, it was just really cool. So um, and again, like with Midsummer Scream and with the show that I ha- that's my focus. That's what I want to do. That's amazing. Hell yeah. You will be the next vampire. Thank we you. proclaim it. 
I like it. <laughs> in uh, in Green Bay, growing up, we had Ned the Dead. He was our horror host. Oh, I like that. <laughs> yeah, I like a good blue collar Ned the Dead kind of guy. So you know, <laughs> I love that. It's so simple and so perfect. Well, thank you so much for doing the podcast. It was an absolute pleasure to talk thank with you. you. Yeah, I, I had a feeling if you were friends with Virginia, I'm like, you're going to be great people. This is going to go great. <laughs> Hell yeah. Well, that's been Hell Samantha yeah. Hale. I've been Kristen Lighty, and this has been Bloody Mary. Have a good night. Happy Halloween. Happy Halloween.